0: This is the FMCG podcast. We speak with the leaders of today and hear their advice on how you can develop your leadership potential. Today we are joined by Chris Terry of Nutrible and we are talking all things sports nutrition. Stay tuned to find out key trends in performance nutrition, what it's like to build an established international brand in a new market and leadership advice on how you can develop your career in sports nutrition. Let's get to it. Hi good morning my name's Rich and we're Consume Hub and this is the FMCG podcast and we are really excited today to have Chris Terry on the show from Nutribolt and we're talking all things energy, sports nutrition and also how you can get the most out of your energy and nutrition career. Chris over to you just give us a quick introduction to you and also the business.
1: Hi Rich. Thank you for firstly for having me, appreciate it, and thanks for your time. Um, yeah, look, delighted to be here. Um, so my name's Chris Terry. Um, so I'm country manager for the UK for Nutribolt. Um, so um, I've spent the last probably best part of a decade in sports nutrition. Uh I have a degree and a master's in it. So it's great to be working in an industry which I'm you know really passionate about, if I'm honest. Um and something that you know I certainly spent a lot of time, sort of a lot of time working. Uh, in the industry now um, through different companies. So spent about eight and a half years at um, Glambo Performance Nutrition, doing various roles in sales, working my way up from uh, sales executive role through two key account management, through international account management, um, and then into some other functions as well. So sales operations, um, customer marketing across different regions as well, Um, and then back into the UK at that point as sales director. Um, but then, yeah, moved to NutriBolt uh, the last few months, so only about four months ago now. I've only been enrolled, so it's Press. still pretty new. Um, so, um, look, we're, get, we're just getting started, but it's been a fantastic ride so far, a fantastic journey. Um, Worked with some great people, some great brands.
0: Yeah, okay, no, that's really cool. Um, and, and tell us a bit about NutriBolt because... I think most people in FMCG in the UK are probably familiar with Glambier, a bit of a titan in their space. I know Neutrabot are big, but they're, they're kind of mainly known over the pond, aren't they, over in the States? So give us a bit of context on what they're all about, what they're known for, and, and what they're doing over this side in, in, in the British part of the pond.
1: <laughs> Exactly. It's exciting, right? So um, NutriBolt are one of the world's um, biggest sports nutrition businesses. Um, You know, they were founded in 2002, um, and that's where Selicor, one of the original brands, was founded as well. Um, So that brand's been around for the best part of nearly 20 years next year. So they've been around for a long time, have a lot of credibility in the space, but really probably what started to and um, set them apart was when they launched the C4 product line in 2011. And uh, C4 is just now synonymous with pre-workout these days. Um, yeah, exactly, there you go, you got it out there. So it uh, really started in the powder format, uh, which was, uh, you know, for people to take it before they went to the gym, power their gym sessions. Uh, but that was, yeah, like I said, launched in 2011. Um, and that's become, the uh, you know, the, the US's biggest pre-workout brand, and probably arguably the world's biggest pre-workout brand. Um, then in 2017, um, the business acquired Cybation, um, um, which is um, which hero product is Extend. Um, you know that's the world's number one uh, BCA brand. Um, but again, they have you know where we're now looking is to make sure that we bring it locally over to the UK. And we've always worked in the UK. We've always had a presence in the UK through fantastic distributor partners. Um, but it was time to you know really put the uh, put the stake in the ground um, and build out the business in the UK um, and Europe as well. um, And make sure that we can, you know, get our brands to as many consumers as possible and for them to enjoy them and then to use them and hopefully, um, you know, power their, power their routines, power their lives and um, what they want to get from, from what they do every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've uh, really enjoyed reviewing the products and, uh, yeah, but time we've released this style of uh, that product review had come out, but I've, uh, I've I've smashed a few frozen bombsicles in in the gym this week. Um, so Certainly, yeah, <laughs> give me give me the pepper I need to crack on. Um, <laughs> what what, um, what 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 what's the kind of background to to and to see for? I know you mentioned that it's kind of a it's got this roots in pre workout, but what makes the product unique and kind of what 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 sort of uh, what sort of technologies it got got its roots in.
1: Yeah, so I think the key bit is that it has its history um, and credibility in that pre-workout space, and you know, doing and doing exactly what it says it's going to do in terms of powering a workout, giving you that energy, giving you that relatively clean energy as well, which you know, it's not added sugars, it's not added carbohydrates or anything like that. It's very much um, a very much more of a cleaner energy in that respect. Um, and then the transition was made. Um, really, um, the last few years into um, the uh, energy drink and the so super energy drink, which you've got behind you there, uh, something that we're actually launching in the UK as well at the moment. Um, and that's something that you know, really, we we looked at the space, we looked at the energy drink space, and went, well, what is the opportunity there? Where do we get into it? And how do we how do we you know how do we make sure that we have something that's really going to resonate with consumers in terms of what they want? Yeah. And we're really fortunate. The brand has fantastic brand awareness, whether that's in the US or actually in the UK, from the work we've done. And um, so it is really starting to resonate with consumers really well. Um, and it is just a better for you um, energy drink, um, you know, with those functional benefits um, and more healthy benefits that consumers are looking for these days.
0: Yeah, it's been really noticeable. Um, just as a punter in the gym, the last few years, uh, all the gyms that I've trained have switched from all the kind of standard sports drinks, you know, Lucasaid pretty much everything now is, is, is a specialist, you know, pre-workout energy drink that's in there, chiller there, you know, whether it's something like C4 or knocker or whatever it is. Um, and, and I, I de- it, it looks to me anyway, like that category of, of specialist energy drinks, uh, is, is really growing. But what what do you think are some of the key trends at the moment in that space? Cause it is very dynamic and, you know, ever changing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is, and you're exactly right. It's absolutely changing. You know, probably, uh, you know, more more quickly than anyone thought, if I'm honest. And there's a lot of stuff. And I think actually coronavirus and the you know the pandemic has probably shifted that and consumers um, thinking and, and how they want to act and how they want to be healthy and they look after themselves a bit more after that as well. That certainly had a had a factor to play. Um, you know, I think it's clear that people are looking for more healthy alternatives to a regular standard energy drink, whether that is the zero sugar aspect, zero or low calories or zero calories part of it as well. They're looking for maybe potentially more natural sources. But they're also looking for those um, products that actually do what they say they're going to do and give you that extra pep, give you that extra boost that you're looking for. I think that's really where the performance energy segment or subsegment of energy came came in. So you mentioned Knocko; they're doing a fantastic job. There are other brands out there as well that are in that sort of subsegment of performance energy, which is where C4 really sits, and that's what for us is around whether it's powering your workout. Powering your routine, powering your day—that's what the where we sit in terms of being able to give you that extra energy boost through added ingredients um, versus um, just having it through caffeine and sugar.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I mean, I do notice the difference. You know, I'm still partial to a monster when i when I'm being naughty, but the. Uh... Yeah, the impending sugar tr- sugar crash is uh, is never great. <laughs> Whereas, uh, yeah, something something cleaner that's that's low sugar is is, is definitely a lot a lot better. I don't, I, I don't know you know as much about science as you do, but um, yeah, it's definitely a, a category I kind of bought into more. But I think it, it's like anything, isn't it? in FMCG, you know, when the choice and the distribution is there, you, you tend to find people they do they do sort of like pick up and buy into it, and you know, actually they get converted, don't they, into those new subcategories because um, cause often you kind of you've got half an eye to the education the value of it but it's the distribution that's the challenge isn't it you know as a kind of country manager sort of fresh over here like you're obviously taking transitioning from distribution partners to direct distribution model H- how have you found that and what have been some of the challenges and the opportunities chris
1: yeah i mean if i take the business in, in obviously the two halves in terms of the powder side of the business from a sports nutrition perspective and then the energy drink side of it uh, we work with some great partners in the UK Um, already, you know, the powders are available up and down the high street. They're in uh, your gyms, they're in uh, independent sports nutrition stores, they're online. Um, so, you know, that's really about making sure that we're doing the right things from a trading strategy, from a promotional strategy, from making sure that we have, products available and the right range of products available where we want them to be because we do have a wider range than um, just one product or two or two SKUs so you know we've got to make sure we get them into as much distribution um, as possible and make sure they're available for good ships and that's objective number one for the team at the moment. Um, on the other side of it with the energy drink you know that is we really are pretty much starting from scratch you know we're, yeah. fan, we're very very fortunate to have the and credibility and the recognition of the powder side of the business from a sports nutrition perspective and that translating into the can but for really for us in the UK that's that's new channels that we're going after so convenience and um, you know uh, the forecourts uh yeah. grocers whatever else as well that's really where you know this this product in the US has established itself so so well and being the fastest growing energy drink in the US they've, they've, they've had a model that we just need to um, you know, still with pride, if I'm honest, and make sure that we follow those rules and, and, you know, and do the same thing because we know the product's great. We know the people recognize it. We know when we put it in front of people, they love it. It's just about talking to the right people um, and making sure that we, um, you know, it's going to be... portrayed in the way that we want the brand to be portrayed in the product to be portrayed in so um it's it, it's exciting there's a lot to do like i said there's a lot to and um, we need to make sure that we are using the fantastic assets that we get given from the us from a from a marketing perspective you know someone like kevin hart fantastic okay. global ambassador for us um you know and we need to make sure we're leveraging um people like kevin on our marketing material on our pos what we're doing on our social media and yeah, yeah. um, building up that presence in the uk as well
0: and um, that's an really interesting point about, you know, like leveraging the strength of the States when kind of moving into a, a you know, a fresher sub market like the UK. As a country manager, what are some of the kind of unique uh, challenges and opportunities that come with your role? Because I'm, I'm just thinking about other people in their career. Maybe they've got to that point where they're sales controller, sales director, and they're thinking about moving into something that's got more of a startup quality to the, to the role. Um, even if it's got international backing you kind of what do you think are some of the those unique challenges that you're having to kind of embrace also some of the opportunities as well as a country manager
1: yeah no, great question uh, i mean uh, uh, for me the 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 exciting bit with the role was to that it is that blank piece of paper right and it's something that you can really get stuck into and shape and mold into what we want it um to be um and create that vision and i think that's really a key bit of uh, part of you know being a country manager and making sure that you're you know we're leading the team in the right way. Everyone's got their part to play. We're not a massive team. We don't have you know 20, 30 people on the ground at this point. You know we're a very small, dynamic team, and everyone gets stuck in. And I think you know reality is a lot of my job is making sure that people have the tools they need to do the job, um, and get out there and get the product um, in front of people, uh, in front of people, whether that's customers or consumers. At the end of the day. Um, and really uh, making sure that we're setting ourselves up for success. So spend a lot of time, if I'm honest, about what's next, what's next, what's next, and try yeah. and get out of the day to day, which is always difficult, right? In any role you yeah, do, yeah. you know you're always in the day to day. But actually trying to find that time to get out of that day to day. How do we make sure that we're always looking forward? What do we do, need to do in six months, or we need to do a year's time, or we need to do in two years, three years, four years time, um, yeah. and how does that evolve? That's going to be really important, and that's something that I'm spending a lot of time making sure that we have those foundations in place so that the germany is never going to be seamless but it's as, as seamless as it can be
0: um, let's put it that way so you're just kind of always kind of keeping an eye on the opportunities the big picture and not getting bogged down in the detail keeping the momentum there yeah uh, yeah
1: absolutely and it's not to say you don't get into the detail you, you certainly do and you you know absolutely think having your sleeves rolled up and making sure that you get stuck in with the team and what help they need whatever else is really important but absolutely having one eye on that future ambition that future state where we want to take the business is really important
0: yeah and as an american brand looking at a uk market or you know just if there's somebody else listening to this and they've got a uk around they're looking to go across the pond or across to europe what would your advice be to someone on you know, assessing how to translate the strength of those international brand assets and the strength of that story into a, a slightly different local market? Have you got kind of any pointers or advice there?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the key bit for me is to make sure that um, you understand the market, you understand how you want to, um, you know, how you want to go to market, what the right partners in the market are and where you want to build the brand um, and with part what partners you want to build the brand but also really important and probably first and foremost, make sure that you've got a product that fits the market as well, right? Yeah. So um, do that bit of consumer testing I, I mean, it's something that we did a lot of. And when we looked at, um, you know, from a sports nutrition perspective, the brand is is well known in the UK. It is, is one of the leading brands from a pre-workout perspective on C4 or from a BCA perspective on an Extend, and it has been for a long time. But when, when we started looking at the energy drink, one of the key bits we did was do a bit of a consumer study to understand yeah how did the brand resonate, and that's really, really important for brands that are trying to come over, because not everything's going to stick, not everything is exactly the same, consumers are different, channels are different, um, You know, customers are different, um, so you need to make sure that um, you've got a product that does work and a brand that does work.
0: Yeah, now that's really interesting, yeah, kind of two points down, out there, the, kind of building on what already works and making sure there is a bit of an established kind of seed there, it's not completely cold, is it, There's, there is that recognition within the fitness industry and then there's also the distribution network uh, and then also kind of augmenting that with insights so because i think that's always one of the temptations isn't it if you're an entrepreneurial business you know you've you've done well and you think right we're going to go into this new market and you know, uh, just just slogging it and going at it hard, Um, that kind of gets you off the ground. But actually, when you're maturing or you're going into a new market, um, you need an extra sort of level of sophistication in your strategy to crack it. And um, we we review loads of startup brands and some of the products that we think are the best, uh, they don't always do as well as some of the other products that have, um, you know, better backing from international guys. And they're not necessarily any any worse products, but I think it's just that the culture that's behind the product and the, the practices and systems and kind of ways of working, actually, they, they underpin the success. And it, it kind of proves that, that that sort of, you know, point that you'll hear trusted about lots of FMCG management, that, you know, the success of the product, yes, the product's important, but actually it really comes down to the people, doesn't it? You know, if your people aren't sort of working a strategy that's, uh, uh, you know, efficient and, and, and actionable, then it, the product's just, it's, it's not going to sell itself, is it? It, it, it doesn't
1: exactly exactly and, and take the time to do it right i think and take the time to to really understand what you want to be where you want to um you know where you want to be available where you want to be in a few years time take the time to do that don't go running full head uh, you know full tilt at it just you know take that time to really understand that it's really important and actually i'm very fortunate we've got the backing of business in the us and uh, you know uh, led by obviously dos cunningham who's the ceo um, you know those guys are, you know, really, really, um, you know, um, passionate um, about yeah. making sure that we do the right things um, in in new markets, and obviously UK being one of those new markets, the C4 Energy, um, you know, and making sure that we have the right resources. And there's a lot been a lot of time spent with those guys and making sure that we um, are looking towards the future and what we need to do, you know, in a few years' time, rather than here and now, um, you know, and making sure that we have those things in foundations in place as we as we move forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah what um what what would you say is is your kind of uh like your your, your favorite aspect of working for an american company as well because that, that, that's something that i think a lot of people are interested in because it, there is a big difference in the culture um you know people think about their ca- careers like what what have you enjoyed so far
1: yeah really again really good question because it's it's um something i'd never really experienced before if I'm honest. yeah um So for me, it's brand new, and that, firstly, was actually one of the um, sort of exciting things for me and the challenges, because it is a challenge, it is something different. Um, um, I think the the key bit is that you've got some absolutely fantastic, passionate people um, who work for our business, and we're very fortunate to have that in the U.S., and maybe that's not always the case in other brands, I don't really know, but I've been very fortunate to walk into a place where they know the products, they know the brands inside out, they're willing to listen, Um, and that's really important because um you know the markets aren't always the same um and that's why you know i'm here on the ground with the team and because we are we know the local market yeah. right so um and that's what it's all about but i think yeah there is, i mean time zone key is obviously the obvious factor in in a lot of it um so but again the, the team have been really accommodating there's not many crazy late night calls if i'm honest or anything good. like that i'd be very be very fortunate the team has sort of recognized that and put them at a a a, at a, at a decent time of the day but um on the flip side of it what i find i try and split my day in two halves i'm honest so the morning spend time with <clears throat> the team on the ground here with customers and if we need to speak to customers or i need to get involved in customer conversations any marketing conversations that are going on um and get a lot of the admin side of the day out of the way <clears throat> and then i spent the afternoon really on the phone on teams on zoom or whatever it might be with the us and um, you know talking about talking to the team that I based out there whether that's from a finance side and my um, business partners on finance or from talking to um, to to my boss who I call John Herman who um, you know spend a lot of time bouncing around ideas with him you know looking at what we need to do next and again sort of that more strategic side of it and making sure that we're doing the the things we need to do to 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 find the uh, the solutions for the future
0: great now that's really interesting um, we've got a, uh, a review video which we're, yeah, hopefully people have seen by the time they, uh, they watch this podcast or listen to it, um, but we've got the C4 products behind us and it's very visually striking, uh, it's got that washbush look to it which I love, you know, it's yellow and black, you know, you associate with danger don't you and high velocity, um, four flavours aren't there, there's a Cosmic Rainbow, Frozen Bombs are called Orange Slice and the Twisted Limeade, uh, what's your favourite and what's the bestseller?
1: Oh, right so it's interesting yeah so so uh, you know cliche thoughts would be i love them all which i which i actually do um which is which yeah. is very interesting i think flavor is one thing that we we've, we've nailed if i'm honest that they taste and hopefully hopefully your review says that they do taste great um you know cosmic rainbow is personally my favorite and i think it's just a completely different flavor to what's out there it's, it's hard to describe i had a, I had and um, my other half she uh, she described it pretty well but it's um very much that's my favorite at the moment and interestingly that's our best seller at the moment Is it? um so yeah it's interesting I think the quirkiness and the difference of the flavors probably um you know made a huge difference frozen bumpsicles going through really nicely as well so they're number one and two but I think it'd be interesting to see when we transition into more mainstream channels if the yeah. more normal flavors should we call them come through and um, better and um, but look there's more flavor innovation coming there's more product innovation coming as well so these won't be the only four we have and um, there will be more coming there's exciting stuff happening and um, you know being led by the us and that will will fast follow on where we can Um so you know there's a lot more to come but yeah for, for me frozen bomb school is is, by, is my is my favorite is it
0: See, see, my, my, my favourite, spoiler alert, guys, if you've not seen the review already, but um, uh, my favourite was the, the Twisted Limeade. I just thought it was great. Um, I, I often find energy drinks go down, um, they make particularly Monster, which, which I love. They make very, very complex um, sort of fruity punch flavours, and it's, it's fun, it's frivolous, it's kind of over the top. But the Twisted Limeade is just very, very clear. Um, just well delivered clean flavour and I just thought it was great just often don't get energy drinks that do such a great simple kind of flavour but the, the Cosmic Rainbow I really liked as well just because it was different it reminded me of the first time I had um, Grenade's Birthday Cake flavoured protein bars I like oh what's this and then you have it yeah. nobody else has done Birthday Cake before try to explain Birthday Cake protein bar to somebody that's not had you know that particular product before it doesn't really work you have to try it and i think for anybody watching try the cosmic rainbow because it is a flavor you won't have had before and it is really different so uh, yeah from an innovation perspective i thought it was great because it's pretty difficult to, to land a flavor that's that's uh, not been done already in energy drinks cause it's such a big category isn't it
1: are oh, completely and i think that's where the team you know we've got a fantastic um you know um, product development team um in the u.s and those guys have done a fantastic job like flavor matching making sure we, we've got the flavors coming through that we want to come through and again that's a really key bit because there's you know there is the polarization within energy drinks you know in terms of what flavors people like and there's yeah. so many different flavors like you say so again how do we make sure that we stand out but you know how do we make sure that we to ourselves in terms of powders side of the business from a pre-workout perspective they taste great and we have to make sure that translates into um into um the energy drink as well and that's really um you know one thing that has come through loud and clear when we've been doing a lot of the um you know reviews and research and whatever else is that flavor and performance are the two things Mm. that really come through from a c4 um energy drink perspective is that old saying it it does exactly what it says on the tin to a certain extent um but it's also then tastes great at the same time as well
0: yeah So kind of, uh, yeah, the brand's come over here, it's conquering the UK, Um, what's what's next? I appreciate, you know, you're already in that kind of exciting um, chapter of, of development over this side, but if people are following you, like, what should they be keeping an eye out for?
1: Oh, look, I, mean, I think there's, there's lots to, um, we, we're only going to get started, like you said, there's lots to get um, excited about, whether that's through, find the products in more places, <laughs> you know, simple yeah. objective number one, um, and getting that availability and distribution moving in the right way. Um, but also then from having more of a range of products that we'll, you know, we'll be launching, whether that's on the energy drink side of it or on the sports nutrition side of it as well. Um, and then also not forgetting about these um, the Extend brand that we have as well. I mean, that's a fantastic brand, tastes, Tastes amazing again, but again, does exactly what you want it to do from a branch chain of acids product. And um, so, you know, there's, there's lots happening. There's lots going on. And, um, you know, and there's some fantastic, you know, we really put a big focus on marketing and how we make sure that we um, have the right products in the right places. And we explain the products to consumers, we educate consumers, but also we make sure that people can try the products. One of our biggest approaches will be through sampling and make right. sure we get the product into yeah. people's hands. Um, you know, make sure they can try it, right, yeah. because like you say, it's, um, you know, some of the flavors are a bit different, um, but actually, you know, we're going to be out there, we, um, we're we working um, with the Arnold Fitness Games um, in, in October, we're yeah. the energy sponsor for the Arnold Sports um, event there with um, Battle for the Middle Ground, So we're excited to be handing out loads of samples through that weekend as well, making sure we're powering um, the athletes as well through through that CrossFit event as well. So it's exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, look, look, watch this space, I suppose I'd say.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the things I love about the, the sports nutrition space and, uh, yeah, f- functional drinks is it, it is so in- engaging. You know, there is a lot of sampling, there are a lot of events, there's a lot of buzz created. Um, well, kind of just thinking about people's careers, Chris, like for somebody that is thinking about um, a career in sports nutrition or something functional, kind of energy related, um, it is a very interesting, quirky segment of FMCG that's got its own eddies and currents and trends. Like, what would your advice be for somebody that's thinking about moving into that that side of FMCG? Yeah,
1: look, I think it's, um, you know, one thing I've always been really true to myself with uh, I've gone through in my career so far is, you know, you want to be passionate about something and you want to make sure that it's something that you really believe you want to get behind and i think actually working in and um, the performance um energy or sports nutrition space one thing you can probably take away from the end of the day is actually you know some way hopefully you've helped someone's life to be better that day you've powered their day you've helped their workout you've you know you've made sure they got through the day in a way and um, you know in terms of you know giving them the energy boost that they might need as well so something for me that's really important i think um you know, coming into uh, the category, I think is it is a it is a different space. It's a lot different to a lot of FMCG yeah. categories. Certainly, the sports nutrition side of it, it does take a lot of time to understand the products, the consumers the the brands you know and the space that we play in because it's probably not that traditional fmcg um space and it actually has evolved a lot over the last few yeah. years if I'm honest um you know maxi muscle led the way with that in the uk really um back in the day in terms of the distribution they had and where they built the brand to be but there's a it's a, it's a very different space um to a you know a traditional fmcg business but obviously with the energy drink side of it it's starting to get a little bit closer um, but I'd say, you know, just get stuck in. Uh, that's the really key bit. If you're something you're interested in, something you're passionate about, I'm always one for follow Follow what you're passionate about and, you, and something that you believe in. And, you know, get stuck in, understand it, learn about it, spend time. Again, one thing NutriBot does really, really well is to have a, a training camp is what we call it. Um, so when everyone, new starters all start, they come into the business, they spend time uh, with the team to learn about the products. Uh, normally in person, but obviously the last few months I haven't been able, or the last year or so haven't been able to do that, but spend time. Understand the products, understand the brand, understand where we came from, where we're going, what we want to do, what we want to achieve. And that really starts to level set people in terms of um, the space um, and take time to understand it because it is a bit more different to um, to some other um, traditional FMCG categories.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I guess then to summarise then, you know, embrace the category, really get your eye into the detail uh, and yeah. you know, only do it if you're passionate about it. that's, that's, that's good advice. Well, um,
1: well, one thing, one thing, one thing that I really, I, I love doing, and I've done this in every, every role I've been in and um, so far is to try the products, just get a sample of every single product and just try them all. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that's really, especially in the, in the sales role um you know you want to make sure that you can speak credibly about the products and actually one of the best ways to be able to do that is to try it use it understand it use it for what it's meant to be used for and yeah, um, because yeah, yeah. it's you know and, and actually really trying to understand it that way and then hopefully you can speak a lot more credibly about it you don't have to have a degree in a master's or sports science like i do yeah. it doesn't make any difference really if i'm honest i know fantastic people out there who you know they're passionate about bodybuilding they're just passionate about going to the gym they're passionate about keeping fit that that's what it's all about, really, from my point of view, you know, you've got that passion, but actually take the time, understand it, try the products and immerse yourself in the category.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. And just just building on that then, Chris, um, for people that, you know, at the beginning or the middle of their careers and they're looking at leadership long term, um, you know, that they're keen to kind of develop a career like, it's got a similar shape to you, um, you know, moving into senior management, what qualities do you think people need to work on at the sort of beginning and middle of their career to help them mature into leaders?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, similar, similar to you what know, before, I think, you know, get stuck in, it's all about learning from my perspective. So wherever, wherever you are in your career, you're constantly learning. And that, for me, again, was one of the reasons I wanted to join NeutriBot. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to learn something different than I've never done before. And I think whatever stage of your career, are, right, constantly learning is really, really important. Um, and again, things like you know, put your hand up for more responsibility, uh, you know, it might not be in your day job, and it might not mean you get paid more at that stage of your career for it as well. But if it gives you a chance to yeah. expand your horizons, do something different, work with different functions, um, you know, don't just get laser focused, delivering your objectives and goals and whatever else is key, and it's absolutely critical, but also broadening your horizon, making sure that you're making those connections, you're speaking to the right people, you're getting stuck into stuff that's going to give you that broad horizon is really important. And I think the earlier you can do that in your career, the better. Um, You know, find those people that you really can trust and that you'll give you that sort of, whether it's a formal or informal mentoring sort of side of it. That's really, really important. I think actually, as you go through your career to make sure you've got those uh, connections and those people that, you know, can help you and give you that sort of impartial advice as well.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, that's definitely something we see from a recruitment perspective is so many of the leaders that we work with um, they haven't got to the top as quick as possible. Uh, you know, actually, they've they really thought strategically about building out um, a broad base to work on. Uh, and they have, you know, built a great network. Anybody you speak to about them will like, say, oh, yeah, they're great. You know, they're always kind of putting their hat in the ring and supporting all of the projects that are kind of outside of the day job. Um, and I, I think that that's a really, really kind of key one is, is just not, not getting there as quick as possible, but actually, yeah, making sure you broaden out and, uh, you know, developing that kind of... Um, Sort of quality of, of generosity in, in how you get stuck into other people's projects because you know if you look after your network, your network will always look after you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think and you know if you and I would say and maybe I don't think it's controversial actually, but I, I'll say it anyway. But it's um I think you know don't don't always be have to be stuck in the sales role. Go and you yeah. know explore other opportunities. Go and explore other functions. You know. Once you worked in, I, I fortunately to do a, a bit of a stint in mar- the marketing team um, when, in, in, in previous life. And that was that was eye-opening for me, if I'm honest. I'm not a formally trained or classically trained marketeer by any stretch of the imagination. But it was actually really helpful to get in there and understand how these guys looked at the world. And that's really helped me to you know develop because you have that, one, you have that appreciation for it. But two, actually, when you are talking to customers, you're in a different position, you, you shape your stories, you shape yourself differently. Uh, you you know, you're more involved in that sort of level of it's about the brand, it's about the consumer rather than, you know, product margin, whatever it might be as well. So, again, it helps you really to paint a better picture and then actually to um, to be more more well-rounded. But I'd also say the same thing for whether it's in, uh, you know, supply chain roles or, you know, the cross-functional roles as well. Like, you know, really, whether or not you do the role itself, don't feel, you know, if there's the opportunity that comes up, feel, you know, I think you should, people should do it. But really just do take time to understand those other functions as well. Because as you go through your career, those people, you know, you're going to lean on a lot, lot more. Um, and you're going to need to know uh, a bit more about those sort of functions as well. So then for me, that's been that's been the most eye-opening role I actually did was the sales operations role where oh, yeah, you were literally all over the place with all the different yeah. functions. And that was, <clears throat> it was hectic. It was great fun. It's nothing I'd actually done before. So, I, you know, threw myself in the deep end and figured it out. Um, but, you know, that was really eye-opening because you were in the different functions and that really uh, helped to, um, you know, hopefully made me a bit more well-rounded when it came back to um, sort of more of the um, senior roles.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Um, just just building on that fa- final question, Chris, um, anybody listening or watching, um, are there any resources that you'd recommend, other than the FMCG podcast, of course, um, that of course. people go and ch- check out and get into uh, that would kind of support their development as a leader?
1: Yeah, look, I think I mean for those people that know me, I'm not the biggest reader in the world. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there are some books that I will absolutely rely on. Um, but from a from a sales perspective, I think there's a few there's a few things. Um, one, you know, take the time to if you get given the opportunity to go on training courses, do it. Make sure you do. I think it's really important just to get that formal training in in the bank where you can do it. But actually, a lot of the time learn from doing the job really, really well mm. um, and and learn from others. Um, you know, so like I said, that's what we say official or unofficial mentor or buddy or coach or whatever you want to call it. You know, make sure you find someone that can help you there because I think for me, that's been the biggest, um, you know, piece throughout my career that I've had some fantastic people alongside me who I've been able to learn from and bounce around ideas off them you know make sure that we can um you know we can we can we can do the right thing possible at that time but also helps me to to think about what i need to do for the future as well um resource wise um things like um you know understanding where your strengths and weaknesses are really really important so whether it's things like the clifton strength finder or, or anything like that i think it's really really important to understand that because again as you go throughout your career that's one thing that you want to make sure that you are understanding and you're understanding where your strengths are and building on your strengths, but also understanding where your potential uh, weaknesses or limitations are as well. Right. And making sure that they, they don't derail you as you go forward as well. And, 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 uh, you know, again, kind of fantastic boss in the past, who's very, very hot on that, who is, you know, very much something that, um, you know, got drilled into me. And I think it's really, really important, um, you know, as you go through careers to understand, you know, you know, make your strengths something that, you know, you really, really are known for um, and make sure that you, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm one of mine would be young, um, insanely competitive and that comes through but on the other side of that that could be a negative right and it could be a weakness because i could go too far and, and you know so that that's something i think is really really important um and then actually um anything that can get you more well-rounded in sort of different functions and whatever else as well or combining the actual sort of science so one of my favorite books, actually, and this is one I have read, uh, <laughs> is The Laws of Growth um, it's, uh, from, okay. by Professor Byron Sharp, so around the um, uh, fundamentals of brand building and how brands, how brands grow is the title of the book, so really, really important. It's on lot, the list, but, um, actually,
0: um, speaking of people that yeah. don't read much. It's on the list. I've not read it yet, but it's meant, meant to be a classic. Quite a few people recommended it to me. It is. Yeah,
1: it is. It's been around for a while now, but it's based in the science of marketing, and, and that for me, again, it was... I was eye-opening, um, and I've listened, I've done it, a few, I've read it a couple of times, I've read it um, in in, in some form, I've actually, I've got um, short short uh, extracts of it as well, but then actually when I had a bit of time off, I actually listened to the podcast of it as well, and you know, really, really good actually, just to reiterate and reinforce things, and actually every time you read it, or listen to it, or whatever, you pick up other pieces from it, but How Brands Grow by Professor Brian Sharp, around the laws of growth, around marketing, and brand building, that is a phenomenal, um, phenomenal book, and I'd recommend everyone to to read that as well.
0: Smashing. Now, thanks, thanks, Chris. it has been a really interesting podcast. Loads of advice on, uh, yeah, the energy uh, category, performance nutrition, but also just some fantastic insights from your own career, which I know people really appreciate. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Guys, if you've appreciated uh, the time Chris has invested in you today, just give give, uh, yeah, him a uh, follow on LinkedIn. Check out Seafo, check out all the social. But most importantly, go and try the product. They are great. You'll enjoy. And check out our product reviews, well, which you'll find on uh, all the usual uh, formats that we distribute on Spotify, and YouTube, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, just thanks again, guys. If you've been listening and watching, we really appreciate your support. Go and support C4 and NutriBolt, and we will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for watching the video, guys. Check out the playlist here for more content like this. Click the donuts to subscribe so you never miss an update and give us a like and a comment so we know what content you'd like to see from us. See you next time.